0: You're streaming Free Your Mind on Gay SA Radio, where you are family. This program is brought to you by the Gateway Health Institute. Annemarie Baird is primarily a drama and art teacher who has been working in the industry for almost 30 years. We spoke to her about her view on LGBTQ issues in South African schools. Annemarie, please tell us a little bit about your experience with LGBTQ issues in schools.
1: Okay, first of all, I have never seen an LO syllabus, life orientation, life skill syllabus that has a chapter dealing with this issue at all, okay? As a drama teacher, I'm in a fortunate position that when children come to my class, the dynamics are very different. It's less formal. It becomes quite personal. And around about grade six, middle grade six, grade seven, the issue about gayness really is prevalent in class. Apart from everything else that they're inundated with, especially in this country, the violence, the drugs. I have to tell a grade four class, please, when we do an improvisation, could we not add anything about our president or any politician? No drugs, no violence, please. And then they say to me, but what else is there? Okay, so there's my challenge. Just normally with children in a class, in this country, in this situation, let alone the LGBTQ+. Last night and this morning, it's trending, it's all over the Internet. Minister of Education... Allegedly slapping photos, slapping a woman because she allegedly called him gay. This guy's essentially my boss. He hit her because he will not be insulted like that. Okay, so where do I go as a teacher? What do I do as a teacher? Also, as a parent who has had children in school and has been a teacher for a long time, I'm sort of sitting in the middle and looking at them both. I cannot expect the school to give my child what I am not prepared to give. My child needs to be made strong and have information from me as a parent. I have to lead that. I cannot expect the school and can't wait for the school to do it for me. Right, and on the other hand, my child spends six and seven, eight hours at school. Most children hardly ever see their parents during the week, especially if parents have high-flying jobs and they're hardly at home. So they do spend a lot of time at school. That's their daily life. No syllabus for that. Mother's Day, Father's Day will go past. I've never heard a teacher talk about or issue the, the uh, touch on the issue of, do you come from a same-sex family? Can we actually talk about it at school? And then also so you have to be very careful because if a child is LGBT, sometimes and you, you, I pick it up. I've picked it up with many children in my life, and I've been there for them as an emotional support for them if they want to talk. I will not start that conversation with that child, not easily, because I also feel that they should walk their own road. You know, it's their own sexual awakening, it's their own sexual journey, and they're small children. They're not young adults, they're children. When the issues come up in the drama class, however, we do address them. When boys, and they love doing it, they want to dress up, they want to have boobs, they want to have butts, and they want to play the girl thing. And it usually lands up a parody of a woman, and then we talk about the issue, because why, why is that a parody? No woman walks like that or talks like that. It's something that you feel that you should be doing, and then I try and put it into place for them. Okay. With the same token, children call each other gay. They do, especially around about grade 6 and 7, it doesn't stop. Also, they will pick on the person that's fat. There's big children in the class. The short guy, the short guy is always going to get it. Okay. We had one child with albinism at our school. He got it. Right. So people out of their very nature, anything that's likely different, we get threatened and we pick at it. I'm in a fortunate place that we have a school psychologist with an incredible heart. And she's a wonderful person to go to. So if there's an issue, I can take it to the school psychologist, which is great. What do bases do that don't have that? What does a child do that comes from a home where there's a huge amount of homophobia or racism and all? Where do they go with that? They internalize it like they do everything else. They get bullied. At school, we have huge issues with bullying. Children bully. I feel that there's a huge emphasis on the bully, and I like to emphasize the fact that why are you in victim mode? And how do we get out of victim mode? Because the bully essentially is a victim. That's why he turned into a bully or she. Okay. But the openness about things, it's not there because people operate out of their own prejudice. So if your heart is not open for that, you're not going to pick it up. and You're not going to look after the child. I've got a couple of children at the moment, two or three that I'm keeping my eye on and I'm watching their backs. Because I know it's going to come. I'm waiting for grades 6 and 7 to come. It's going to come. One little boy is an outrageous little queen. He's gorgeous. And myself and another teacher is also an LGBTQ plus teacher. We've got our eye on him. We're waiting and we're watching. And we're protecting as much as we can. I don't know what he goes home to. I don't know how his parents would feel about it. All I know is that we're sitting in a country where children are inundated with a huge amount of stuff that they've got to work through. Not everybody has a school psychologist. My heart breaks for them. And thank God for those teachers that do pick things up and that children have an ear to go to. But no, if we are still sitting here having fights over whether a black child should be wearing braids at school and that becomes a huge racist issue, where do we come in with LGBTQ plus issues? We're not ready for that yet. The grown-ups are too busy fighting. The children are suffering because we're missing the point. That's one of the vital skills that I try to teach children in my drama class because I teach it as a life skill. Is that you will work in a group of people that you don't like because guess what? That is life. You are not going to love and like everybody that you work with or agree with them. But we can. If we don't miss the point and we focus on what the task is at hand, you might find that the person's not so bad after all you stop with your prejudice and you stop with your nonsense
0: have you seen any teachers contributing to homophobia in
1: schools yes i have not gonna name names but um yes and it usually comes a bit from the sport people no? i'm sorry <laughs> the sport guys the sport jocks sometimes they do you know when a boy does ballet it becomes oh the ballot boy you know um little things here and there or a little um the boy's name might just be changed into a little bit more feminine because, you know, he's doing this. Or those little underhand comments, you know, the, the wussy, wimpy. You're a wuss, you're a wimp, you're not good at sport. God forbid you're not good at sport. Depends on what school you are, but mostly sport reigns. And God help you, if you're that child that's not good at sport. If you're not the rugby boy or the soccer boy, there must be something wrong with you.
0: How do religious schools handle LGBTQ plus issues?
1: Hmm, interesting one, that. Very interesting one. My one school that I was at for a long, long time, religious school, I've had quite a couple of LGBTQ plus people come out of that school, and that is the one place where I thought, especially the one boy that came out, came out in high school and had that freedom to do that. In that particular school, there was a lot of tolerance and respect because some of the teachers involved at that school were also LGBTQ plus, so they would have. And understanding, I can't talk for other religious schools. I really, really can't. But I do know that um, if we're talking about Christianity, you are going to get the Old Testament thrown at you. We're going to get Leviticus thrown at you at some point because this is what the Bible says about that issue. And that's going to come through very, very strongly, for sure. And it's not been put into place and into perspective at all, No.
0: What should LGBTQ parents look out for when finding a school for their child?
1: I would insist as a parent, I would definitely insist to know. I want to talk about it clearly and openly. I would confront the principal with it, whether it makes her or him uncomfortable or not. I don't care. Um, I want to know. I want to talk to the other teachers about it. And I certainly would want to know who is teaching my child LO, Life Skills, where's the chapter on that and how are you going to do it and what exactly qualifies you to talk about this issue. And I want to know that it's going to be discussed. If it is discussed, how is it discussed at school? But by the same token, the school cannot replace the parent. And as a parent, for me, it's always been vital to put the tools in my children's toolbox. I must make them strong to go and handle what's out there. Um, At the end of the day, the the child might love the teacher to bits and you are just the best thing, but they want to go home to their parents. They want to go home to that acceptance from their parents and the approval from their parents and the emotional support from their parents. It comes from the parents as well, very, very strongly. And on the other hand, you have children sitting at school for hours during the day. So they spend a lot of time at school. It becomes a family. But you need to work together with the school. You can't fight. Against you've got to work together. You've got to be in the same corner, and you've got to make it clear to those uh, teachers when you meet them. And as if I had a child that was LGBTQ plus, and I needed to go and take that child to a school, I want to meet all the teachers. I want to know. With the same token, as I said before. Children get bullied just because you look a little bit different, just because you're wearing glasses, because you're the short one, because you're not wearing glasses, because your hair is funny or not funny or what the hell ever. Do people need an excuse for their prejudices? What would you say to an LGBTQ
0: child who was struggling with prejudice in school? Please,
1: sweetie, don't keep quiet. Talk. Talk to the person that you trust. The same way that you would talk to a child that the child is worried or traumatized by something. The same way you would say. Sometimes you can see that a child is very upset. You can see the change in behavior. You can see the drop in marks. And then is to bring that child this we Is there something wrong? Okay, you don't maybe don't want to talk to me. That's fine. I want to invade your privacy. But I can see that there's something wrong. They've already told you by their body language and their behavior that there's something wrong. They want someone to notice. This is the right person. So I might not be the right one. But somebody else is, do you want me to help you to do that? And I've done that with a couple of children. And it's incredible what, th- what things come out when they finally get the courage to get out of victim mode. When they finally realize, I can talk. It's okay. I can say it. Because maybe they've been threatened. You know, and they believe all of that. And a lot of times things come from within families. It makes it really, really difficult. But to be in a situation where we are now specifically, um, it feels that we are so inundated with all sorts of other stuff taking our focus away from what we're supposed to be doing. We are fighting things, we are reinventing the wheel constantly at the expense of our children. We should not be sitting as adults around the table having meeting after meeting after meeting about the fact that we don't like each other. That is beside the point. What are we supposed to be doing? This is Free
0: Your Mind on Gay SA Radio, where you are family.